Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. Hey, what's up? Friends, Graham Bolton here. Welcome back to another episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Good to have you here with us. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, we are continuing our series with uh, where we are talking with each member of our amazing leadership team here at the Speaker Lab. And today I am chatting with our Director of Student Success, Ms. Mary Alice Goldsmith. She leads our team of incredible coaches who are really just, and she is just dedicated to creating a stellar student experience. This is something her and I talk about all the time. She's always making sure that our students have the, the best experience to get the results that they desire in their speaking business. Now, in addition to her leadership role, Mary Alice also serves as a coach. So she is in the trenches with our students every single day, which really gives her a front row seat to the really having her hand on the pulse of students and, and how we could be bringing them the best possible resources resources and training. Uh, I love also the story of how Mary Alice came to join the Speaker Lab, how uh, she's been unpacking her journey and what led to her joining the team here. She has a passion for helping others discover their confidence and unpack their why. And during our conversation, she's going to share more about the aha moments of coaching our students and the importance of an entrepreneurial mindset when growing your speaking business. So we got a lot to cover in today's episode. Let's jump right into it. Here's my conversation on building a foundation for success with Miss Mary Alice Goldsmith. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Bolden here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Good to have you here with us today. Today, we are joined by uh, one of our team members on the inside behind the curtain. Today, we're going to be chatting with our Director of Student Success, uh, Miss Mary Alice Goldsmith. Uh, Mayor, how are you today? Great. How are you? Good Doing to be cool. here. Doing quite well, doing quite well. Good to have you here. So uh, let's, first of all, let's start by talking. We're going to talk about uh, all your interactions with students. You interact with and work with a lot of students. You lead our team of coaches. Uh, so we're going to talk about what that looks like and and things that you've noticed with, with working with so many students. But let's start by talking about just kind of your role here on the team. So paint a picture for us. What What is it that you do? I mean, I'm the boss now. <laughs> I'm, I'm the furthest thing from the boss. All right. So what I do is actually it's a couple of different things. Um, as I was thinking about my role here, it's it's like collaborative. It's in the weeds with our students. And it's also collaborative with other departments in TSL, which is all the things I love about this role. Um, so, yes, I'm the director of student success, but we are such a collaborative team, like all decisions are made together, which I love. Yeah. Um, I never want to be super responsible for a, a failure. And I never want to be the sole responsibility of success, right? So because yeah. we're a team, that's what makes a team and we work so well together. And I think it's really because we have that same mission of giving a stellar student experience. It's so important to us unanimously. Yeah, We just do it. We barely talk about it. We just like do it. It's just in our blood. So I love that. 
Um, and then the other part that I absolutely love is the coaching, like being with the students. And I think for this role, that is imperative, you know, to, uh, to really hear, see, understand where our students are. Um, it, it helps me as the director of student success to be like, oh, that might be a gap or actually we're doing really well with that, you know? So yeah. it really affirms those decisions that we're making as a team and helps us kind of move the dial where we need to move the dial so that we can always make sure that um, we're doing things well. I think you and I talk about this all the time. How can we do things better? I say it yeah. to my team all the time to probably nauseam, <laughs> but we do want to know, like, how can we do this better? Because we always want to go above and beyond for our students. So then, then there's the daily, you know, the Slack messages and the emails and the the videos and the boxers and all that great stuff. Um, and just collaborating with all the people within TSL. Um, again, what I love so much about that is even though there's people in a sales department and a marketing department and operations, everyone has the same mission and it all leads back to giving our students the best experience possible. So it's really cool to see that behind the scenes. Yeah. And you've been, uh, you've been killing it. I know we've had a, a lot of, um, you could say growing pains, uh, especially over the past six months. Uh, we've just had a tremendous growth. And whenever you came in, you're probably a little short staffed um, in student success. And we've really added uh, multiple coaches and moved some some pieces around and like really have a, a really killer team there. And got your leading team of five, six coaches or so uh, who are in the in the weeds in the trenches with students on a on a daily basis. Uh, so one thing I think I, I think people would be interested in is like how did how did you first get here? Because I know when when you had applied for the role. If I remember correctly, you're kind of, would you say semi-retired of just yeah. kind of like, I, you've done your own thing before. You're kind of like, eh, I don't, you, 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 you were good. You didn't need to necessarily do something, but something about this caught your eye. So how, how did you get here? What's the backstory? Yeah. So I um, actually started with several businesses before I got here. I was mm-hmm. in fitness and uh, I raised my three boys. I was a stay-at-home mom for quite some time. And when I put my youngest on the bus, I was like, ooh what the heck am I going to do now? (laughs) Because I am not going to be vacuuming that much. (laughs) So I started thinking and I always loved health and fitness. I wasn't working out. I was reading about it and I was like, you know, maybe I'll get certified, but I never wanted to like be like the gym rat always in the gym because I wanted to be home when my kids got home from school, the older they get, you know, so you want to be home. So, um, I turned to my husband, I think he almost fell off his chair. I'm like, you know, I'm going to convert the basement into a studio and like, just have people come here and work out. He's like, what? You can't do that. I'm like, yeah, I can. (laughs) (laughs) And like 18 months later, our house was like Grand Central Station. We had people from 5 a.m. in the morning till eight o'clock at night coming in between one-on-one personal training and group fitness, everything from boxing, TRX, traditional style boot camps, yoga. We had it all. I had a yoga instructor coming in. I mean, Like a whole gym in your house. It was legit a whole gym. Um, but you know, it, it got to be a little much. It is our home. And as our boys got older and they wanted their friends to come over and the girlfriends and everything, I was like, okay, I need to kind of check myself here. And that's when the online space really started taking off. So I started bringing, I actually expanded my certifications into a specific like hormonal nutrition. And I, packaged everything and I brought it online and I started doing webinars and selling this 12 week radiate program for women. And, um, it, it really took off. It was, it was awesome. So I was working with people all over, all over the country, eventually all over the world. 
And then women started saying, hey, how are you doing this? How, how are you doing this? So I decided to open my own like business coaching mentorship program. And I called it Go-Getters. And I took 20 women and I took them through this year-long uh, mentorship mastermind and teaching them how to create their, their own business. And it was awesome. I did it for about six years. And that last year, it came time to get ready for the big launch for the following year. And something was like, mm, I, don't yeah. I don't know. And I've always been a big believer. Like there are seasons, right? There are seasons in your life and you have to honor those seasons. I, there was a season where I was a stay-at-home mom. There was a season where I was a personal trainer. Um, and there was a season where I was a business coach. And then this season just came to a close. And I had a conversation with my husband. And he's like, you know what? why don't you just take a break and see, you could always go back. I'm like, you're right. I can always go back. I took a break and like January one, where the new program, probably around January 15th, I usually kicked off the new program. I was like, oh, this feels so free. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it was so affirming that, right. so worried that date was going to come and I was going to be like, oh, what did I do? But I have never looked back. I felt, you know, I'd let that season die. So a new season could come to life. Yeah. Um, so then COVID hit yeah, and life really changed in so many ways for all of us. And um, I'm not going to lie. I was bored. I couldn't go volunteer at the animal shelter anymore. Like I couldn't, be, couldn't do all these different things that I was doing. And I said, you know, I'll just start after the summer. I'll start like looking and seeing if I could find the perfect job in the perfect way. I might just consider it. Yeah. I've been following Grant Baldwin. I didn't know who you were, but I was following you. And I was, you know, listen, I listened to some of the podcasts and I got all your emails and downloads and all that good stuff. And then this job appeared and I said, wow. And I was reading the description and I was like, oh, oh, this, oh, this is amazing. You know, it's like everything that it was saying, it was either challenging me, that imposter syndrome going, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough for that. Yeah. Or, it, you know, exciting me to apply. So I applied. And I think you said something like 320 people or something applied. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I went through the whole process of the video and this and the, and um, every part of that process, I was like, wow, this is really an awesome place. Like the response and the, the attention to detail, like it was really impressive. And um, yeah. And then I had my interview with you and Eric and I got off the interview and my husband's like, how did it go? I'm like, that was the most laid back coolest interview I've ever had in my life. Like, I love it. I feel like I was home, you know? Yeah. And um, I remember that night, that was a Thursday. Yeah, that was a Thursday, the 30th of October. And Friday, my husband and I went out to dinner. Of course, the whole time we were going to talk me about it. And I came home, I was sitting on my couch and I got this email from you. And I was like, oh, this is either- <laughs> Good email or a bad email. <laughs> this is going to be either a tough weekend or a great weekend. And at the end, you said, I just want you to have a great weekend. And I was like, yes, I was so excited. And my husband was sleeping. I'm like, babe, wake up, wake up. That's awesome. So, and here I am. That was November. Back in, that was October. Yeah. Started November 9th. That's fun. What, how has it been? So at this point, you've been here, you know, uh, was it seven, eight months or so? Uh, what has been similar or different than what you expected? Ooh, similar or different. Hmm. I think the expectations of that follow through that, um, the diligence of like, if there's, if there's a project on the docket, 
all hands on deck and it gets done. Um, I think, not that I didn't think I was gonna get along with everybody. I didn't think it was going to be so quick. The connections that I've made with like my team and the leadership team, I feel like um, it just ebbed and flowed so, so gracefully. Yeah. <laughs> it was really an easy transition. Like I think a couple of weeks in, I remember saying over and over, I feel like I've been here forever, not in a bad way, in right. a really good way, you know? So that's cool. That's fun. Yeah. All right, let's shift gears for a second. So like we said, you, um, you work with a, a lot of our students and a lot of our, every student comes through your world. Uh, and so you have seen a lot of students that, um, that do well. You've seen a lot of students who have uh, struggled or uh, that sort of thing. So let's talk about like, what do you find to be the differences and some of the common factors between those that get results and those who struggle? Yeah. I mean, for me, I think it all comes back to that mindset and really giving themselves the permission to believe that here's the thing, right? I always say this, this to our students, you guys are awesome. You had the audacity to invest in yourself and your business and be here. That is amazing. That makes you awesome because there's a lot of people who had the thought I should be a speaker, but they did nothing with it. Yeah. I think the, the, the speakers that show up and, do something with it, take action, invest the money, invest the time, and really believe that they are here to make an impact, that this is a higher calling. Most speakers don't do it just to pound their chest and say, look at me, I can speak, right? They're there to make an impact. They're looking to have a trickle-down effect. And so those speakers who really believe that they have value, that they're offering an opportunity for change, for impact, and then they show up for themselves, not just to invest the money, but actually do the work, it's a no-brainer. They're going to be successful. The other people that show up and they're really struggling with, well, who am I? How can I do this? Yeah. Right? It's this, this mindset of getting in your own way. Um, and that's where I think is the critical dis- difference because it's, it's much easier to do the work when you know why you're here versus when you're not really sure why you're here. So believing in yourself, knowing your big why, what's the kind of impact you want to make? Why do you want to make it? That's a big differentiator. So I would say anyone who's listening to this going, well, I'm struggling with, with that. Just spend some time with your why. Why do you want to create this business? Because there is a reason. Because if everybody was meant to be a speaker, they would have the same thought. I should be a speaker. But not everybody is. So if you're having that thought, Why? Why do you want to be a speaker? What's the impact that you want to make? And every time things get hard or you feel like you can't do it, go back to that. I call that the wind beneath your entrepreneurial wings. It's the foundation. It should inspire you. It should get you excited to fight through the struggles and uh, show up for yourself and for this impact that you want to make. Hey friends, do you know the five steps to book more gigs and get paid as a speaker? Well, if not, listen up because these same five steps to help me to grow a seven-figure speaking career are all laid out in great detail in my latest book, The Successful Speaker. Five steps for booking gigs, getting paid, and building your platform. Whether you want to speak as a side hustle or your dream is to become a full-time professional speaker, I know what it takes. I share all of that with you in this definitive step-by-step roadmap. 
Let me be your guide. Learn from my mistakes. Get paid what you know you're worth to share your unique message on stage. If you want to read the first chapter for free or just check out the book, go to thespeakerlab.com slash book. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash book. Check out your copy of The Successful Speaker. The, the mission for the Speaker Lab is to give, give speakers a clarity, confidence, and a clear path to make an impact. We, we talk a lot about that internally, but a big part of that that you kind of just touched on there is, is the confidence part, that we can tell you exactly what to do, but if, if you don't believe it's possible or if you don't uh, implement it or apply it, like it doesn't matter. You know, like you have to actually believe that this, is, that this will work. We know that it does, and we see student after student after student who does the, does the work and, and then finds the confidence. Um, so like you said, so much of it is mindset and it's difficult to turn on. It's difficult to teach. It's difficult to, uh, replicate. So do you find that, that, uh, that some students either they, they have it or they don't, or they have the mindset or they don't have the mindset or like, how can we help a student who is on the fence going like, I think I can maybe like, how do we help them to have more of that confidence? Yeah, I, I think it is really getting into the crux of that. Why? Um, I'll give you an example. I was just on a, a call before this with a student and she's like, I, I sometimes I feel um, guilty that I, I want this life. Mm-hmm. I said, well, why do you want this life? And she went into this whole dissertation about why she wants this life. And not one time did she mention the word I, it was all about her audience and what she wanted to do for them. And that moment of aha that she wants to give them so that they could live better so that they could have better relationship, all those things. And I said, that had nothing to do with you. (laughs) I didn't hear one thing that had to do with you. And she was like, Oh my gosh, you're right. So really as coaches, when we get on those coaching calls and we're like, why, why, why? And we keep drilling that in and home. They're like, yeah, that's why, that's why I want to do this. And that alone gives them the confidence because when you define your why, it's so unique. It's like a fingerprint, right? It's so unique and, and special to you that it, it, it's inspiration from within that makes you really want to create this business because you see and feel the impact that you're going to make through this speaking business. So peeling that back is critical. And then also going through that speak framework that we teach our students. Mm-hmm. Every time we get to the next module, they have more and more and more confidence. And so it's like this, this framework of like building blocks, you know, if you think about that, it just builds on the next and gives them that confidence. And it all leads back to the why it always goes back to the why. So I think a combination of those two things is um, something really powerful that we do here as coaches. Yeah. And I think that that's where the value of coaching really makes such a huge difference is, uh, you know, a lot of like the framework that we teach, like we, we talk about the framework here on the podcast. We talk about it on the webinars. It's in the book. Like you can, we'll tell you what to do. Like we're not holding anything back. Like here's the things you need to do. But one line I know I, I've used before is, is it's hard to read the label from inside the jar, you know? So it's like going, okay, I'm listening to this right now. I get it. I'm supposed to figure out my why, but how I'm, I feel stuck, you know? And so you need that outside person to just like talk that through. And, and this isn't just true with this. This is true with anything, you know, like I've got, you know, coaches and friends and colleagues and people in my world that I'm going push back on this, poke holes on this. Let me talk this through. Like I need that outside perspective. And that's the case in anything and everything. So how much of, of coaching is, is also just like, 
helping students to almost like get out of their own way? Oh gosh. I mean, 99.9%. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, like um, another story comes to mind in this, like I had a student come to me months ago and she was like this awesome, energetic woman. And she was like, I'm going to go corporate. I'm going to take my faith base and I'm going corporate. And I was like, Hmm, I just don't believe her. And I'm sitting here and I'm letting, I'm giving her the space to like make herself believe that she is called to go corporate. And I'm listening and I'm listening and I'm like, well, why, why do you want to go corporate? Tell me why. And she was like, Hmm. And everything just took such a turn. And every time I get on a coaching call with her, she's like, you saved me from corporate. You, me. <laughs> you know, because I'm looking at you and I get to see your energy. A good coach really holds the space, right? So if I'm a good coach and I'm listening to you and you're trying to convince yourself through me that you should be doing something and I'm just not feeling it, it is my obligation to say, tell me more. Tell me why, what does that look like? So that you can keep elaborating and I can really help you assess if this is really your truth. And that's, that's really um, a gift from coaching that's hard to explain until you go through it. Yeah. But that's what we're doing back here. We're like holding the space for our students so that they can get to their deeper why and their purpose and their speaking business in an accelerated form, you know? Um, but she's also one of those students that said, I signed up for this thinking the coaching was going to be good. I didn't think it was going to be phenomenal. I didn't know you were going to like rock my world and really get me out of my own way. She says it all the time, but that's what we do. We yeah. get people out of their own way and we get them to see their truth because, you know, there's a lot of voices, a lot of opinions, but when you can hold the space and get somebody to see their own truth, that's powerful. One thing I know that's, that is important to us that you do a great job with is so many people come to us and say, I want to be a speaker and here's this thing that I'm passionate about, or here's this message that I want to share. And there's kind of this, there's like two sides of the equation. There's the, the art side of here's what I want to do. Here's what I'm interested in. Here's what I want to share with the world. And then there's the entrepreneur side of like, you're actually running a business and you have to be able to, you have to understand that just because you want to be a speaker, doesn't mean you can click your heels together and it just magically happens. So you're running a business, but you're also being a speaker. So can you kind of talk about like, how do we help students navigate that and think about that? And it's more than just, just because you're passionate about a topic or just because you care about a topic doesn't mean anybody cares and doesn't mean anybody's going to hire you to talk about that. So you have to understand the balance between being a speaker and running a speaking business. So can you talk through like how we help students navigate that? Yeah, that, that's a big one because, you know, the first two parts of the, the speak model are more of what is in our wheelhouse. It's our creative genius, right? It's, it's like a problem do I solve? Ooh, this is fun. Yeah. Figure this out or the marketing and then the talk. Well, I know my talk because I know what I talk about, right? So that part's fun for our speaking students. But then when we start transitioning into the deeper aspects of positioning yourself as an expert or acquiring paid gigs, that can get really uncomfortable. And that's the difference, right? Speaking is one thing. And like you said, if we could just sprinkle some fairy dust or click our heels and be on the stage tomorrow, we would all do it. Of course we would. But there is a part of this that you have to build the systems and operations of your business. And majority of our students, when they get to A, they are struggling and toiling and <laughs> like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. And we, we designed it purposely, right? Yeah. We want 
to go through the uncomfortableness while you're with us so that we can help you create these systems. Um, and it, it's so invaluable because it's the unexpected, right? It's like, oh, I'm just gonna create this talk. I'm gonna get on some stages. I'm gonna get repeat gigs. That's the goal. But if you don't have these systems in place, you may not, you may right. not. And so uh, we take great pride in helping our students through the acquiring paid gigs part because we understand that it's not the fun part. We understand it's the, the frustrating part of like running a business, you know? It's very different than standing on stage. Uh, so we have great empathy and, and we do, we spend a lot of time in that module because those students who get that and implement the system, they do so well. They have such great success. Um, a lot of times too, we'll also forward them right to the bonus content, the master your speaking pipeline. Mm -hmm. And those two are such a great complement with A and that. Uh, the master speaking pipeline for them to really get that system down. But we all know like our businesses need systems to be successful. And if we're in every little thing all the time, it's going to be hard to tell it, start delegating when you start building out a team. So yeah, that's, that's a, that's a big one. Well, and along, along those same lines is, I know one thing that you work with a lot of students on is the number side of really knowing your business. And so the idea of, you know, we tell speakers a lot of, of you know, you want to be a speaker. Well, that looks different to everybody. You know, there's someone who may want to do a hundred gigs a year and someone who may want to do five gigs a year. And not that one's better or worse than the other, but you just got to decide and determine like, what, what are you trying to do as a speaker? What is it you're trying to accomplish? And then once you understand that you can kind of reverse engineer and figure out what that looks like. So can you kind of talk through like, what, what does that process look like of helping a student to figure out what does being a speaker mean to them and how that may be different than someone else? Yeah, it's a great question because every, every one of our students are at a different level. Some have a business, some don't, some are trying to branch away from a business. So uh, each business is going to look very different, but we have to know our numbers. And I found when I was business coaching, especially with women, no, I'm not trying to insult anybody, but especially for women, they hated talking about their numbers. They wanted to just be creative and, you know, that's feminine brilliance type thing. So when you, when you don't know your numbers, you're always chasing your tail, right? You're always thinking, I need more gigs. I need more gigs. But when you assess your numbers and you know that you're on point, maybe you don't need more gigs. Maybe you need to go on vacation with your family instead, right? Mm -hmm. so this is why I feel it's so critical that as entrepreneurs, we understand our numbers. How much money do you want to make? And I don't care if it's 5 million. I don't care if it's 100,000. I don't care if it's 50,000. That's irrelevant. But you need to know how much money you want to make. Immediately following that, you need to understand why do you want to make that money? Because if you're just walking around saying, I want to make 5 million because, you know, I want to make 5 million. Well, that's not going to be good enough when it gets really stressful and you're clocking 80 hour weeks and, you know, you're chasing a team. You need to understand why. Uh, and that could be anything from you want a second home. You want to make sure your kids don't have college loans, whatever it is. But it has to be profound and move you in a way that it excites you to make that five million. Right. I always love to look at my why in three ways, emotional, financial and service. So emotionally, like always connected to the family. Like, why, why do I want to build this business? Well, I want to make my kids proud. I want to make my husband proud. I want to you know, give, give back in that way of like, just making them proud. Yeah. Finally, well, if I'm, if I'm making money, well, then I get to kick into our lifestyle. So take some of the burden off my husband and then service-based, what kind of impact am I going to make with this business? 
When you can define those three things in your business, you're going to be so clear on the numbers that you want to make and why you want to make them. And then you can assess, okay, well, if I want to make $100,000, that may equal 20 gigs a year. Well, almost immediately you're like, oh, well, that feels doable. Right. <laughs> of feeling like, oh, I have to get 100 gigs in order to achieve that. Then you start backtracking. Well, okay, what months are you going to be you know, going to hustle? And what months maybe are you going to have a little more balance in your life? You have more control over your time, over your money and the strategy and, and how you're going to go about that. So, and I, and I think also it's important to assess as you're going along, right? Because maybe you could inch it up to 125,000 or scale it back to 75,000. It's your business. You get to, to make those decisions, but you have to know your numbers. Yeah. You have to know how much, what that takes in terms of gigs and what that takes in terms of your time. Because if it doesn't align to your why, so if you're telling me you want to make 5 million, it's 80, 80 uh, hour weeks, but yet you want to do this because you want memories with your family in a beach house. You're never going to be at that beach house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we doing here? We have to make sure that the, the money, the time and the commitment that you're putting towards this is in full alignment with your why. Yeah. Otherwise it's never going to feel good. That's so well said. Uh, you, you, again, you work with a lot of different students and students come at all different like stages of life and uh, ages and backgrounds and countries. Uh, we've worked with students in 49 different countries, every US state. So all different, all different like geographically, um, but then also like what they want to talk about and what they're, you know, some speakers are like, I've, I've, I've done a, a good amount of speaking and I've been paid a good amount. And those that are like, I haven't, I, I've done some speaking, but I've never been paid once. And I'm trying to figure out how to get that first gig. Are there any, you mentioned mindset, but any other like commonalities that you notice of like, here's some of the, like the biggest hangups, struggles, challenges that speakers come in with? Yeah, I think, I think it's overwhelming um, when they get to that, the business aspect part that that's yeah. a huge commonality. So we touched on that. Um, I think we hear this a lot too. A lot of the coaches and I, we talk about this, this, this saying, I'm just not as far as I should be. So all the shoulda, coulda, wouldas they come in with. And that to me is just a red flag that that's someone whose mindset is off. They're struggling with something else and they're kind of like teeing it up. Like I'm about to fail. And this is why, right? Uh, yeah. You're right where you're supposed to be. You're, you can't compare yourself to any other student. And I wish every student knew that, like you're right where you're supposed to be. Um, so that, that's a, that's a big one. And imposter syndrome is another one. And the way yeah. I imposter syndrome, I'm like, that's awesome. If you have imposter syndrome, we are onto something because that means you're evolving to your next level and your ego doesn't like it. <laughs> They're like, wait, what? Yeah. But it's true. If you don't have a little imposter syndrome, you're still in that comfortable bubble. We don't want you in a comfortable bubble. We want to push you to the next level. So imposter syndrome is not so impressive after all, yeah. <laughs> you know? So I, um, I always tell them that that's great. That's great. That you're having imposter syndrome because that means where, where are we pushing you? That's uncomfortable. Let's explore that. And why is it uncomfortable? And now let's reverse engineer that and get you to the next level. And that always brings back the why, why are you doing this? That's why it's so important to define it. 
Let me ask you this. There's, um, as we kind of wrap up here, there's a, a lot of, of people who may be listening who um, could be potential students and who've, who've listened to the Speaker Lab for a long time, who've been interested in being a speaker, who would benefit from what we do, but just haven't, haven't uh, made the leap for whatever reason. Uh, what would you say to those students who are on the fence, who are worried, who are nervous, who are have the insecurities, doubts, the fears that any normal person would have? What would you say to them? What's your why? Why? Do, I know I keep saying this, but I can't drive home enough how important it is. Why? And the other thing I would say is if you didn't do this, if you don't do this, right, and it's 20 years from now, who are you in 20 years from now and never giving yourself the opportunity to go for it, never having the audacity like all of our students that went for it? Who would you be? And who would you be 20 years from now, 10 years from now, five years from now, if you're on stage crushing it, making an impact, doing the thing you love and really fulfilling your why, who would you be then? What kind of mother, father, daughter, sister, brother? Really think about that because when we turn our back to a dream, it's always going to be itching at you, always going to be itching at you. So if you don't explore it and give yourself the opportunity are you always going to be that person who's like, shoulda, coulda, woulda? Or are you going to be at the person on stage going, look at me, I did it, look at me. That's good. <laughs> That's what you have to think about. Who yeah. you? So what's your why? Start there and then ask yourself, who will I be if I don't? Who will I be if I do? That's so good. Mama Mayor bringing the heat today. Mayor, we appreciate you. We appreciate all that you do for uh, our students, for the for our team, for the company. Uh, you are amazing to work with and uh, so glad that you came out of retirement to come hang out with us. So we, uh, we appreciate the time here today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm blessed, just as blessed. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab Podcast. And before you take off, don't forget, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes. We read every single one of those. It helps, it helps other people to find the show. Listen, we, we don't charge anything for you to listen to these. We don't have any ads or anything. We do this because we want to serve and support speakers like you. So one small favor we ask of you is that you would leave us some type of a rating and review. Again, we really, really do appreciate that. If you're looking for more help, support, ads, as a speaker as you build and grow your business at whatever stage you're at, don't forget to check out thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. We got a ton of free resources and tools over there. So again, check it out over at thespeakerlab.com. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.